Didi Fay is back today to share her wealth and knowledge of history here in Grand County. She shares with us three compelling stories that I had no idea that even existed here in Grand County. They're pretty fascinating. So sit back and enjoy. Good afternoon, Dee Dee. Hi, Bailey. <laughs> How are you today? I am just fabulous. I know. Were you out skiing? You looked like you were skiing today. I, I didn't was even out skiing. You. It was a perfect day. Over was the park. it? Yes, it was. <laughs> how much? How much snow did they get? Well, yesterday they got eight inches, and then they got another couple overnight. But everything was soft and beautiful. <laughs> it was really nice. And it's like. Such a pretty day today. It's a gorgeous day. I was very happy to be there. Well, I just got the okay that I can get out on my cross-country skis. So I know. I'm so excited. (laughs) I can't wait. Oh, yay. Well, we're here again for another history lesson (laughs) from you. My favorite little hobby. I know. Well, we love it. And I know I have have listeners that love it when you're on. Oh, I appreciate that. (laughs) Welcome. So we're talking about kind of different events that happened in Grand County that many people probably don't even know about. Yeah, this is, I'm sort of digging up some of the more obscure things about Grand County because I thought that would be interesting. Everybody, I think, who's spent any time in Grand County kind of knows the big stories like the commissioner shootout and stuff like that. But I'll try and dig into the more obscure stuff. Okay. What's the first one? Okay. So I'm going to test your knowledge, Gaylene. Oh, no. You've lived here for a long time. Do you have any idea who Williams Fork Reservoir is named after or the Williams Fork Drainage is named after? I don't. And I, to be honest, I'm not sure if I even have thought about that before. So well, fill me in. that's fair. <laughs> okay. And, and this is actually because so many things in history are lost, you know, and we're not exactly sure. This is not 100% that it was named after this person. But there was a young man by the name of Beverly D. Williams who came out here from Kentucky in 1859 seeking his fortune, seeking to make a name. You know, he wanted to come out here as many young men did in that time period, going west and, and making a name for themselves. So he came out here. He was the superintendent of the Leavenworth and Pikes Peak stage line. That's what brought him to Colorado. And he liked Colorado quite a bit. He liked the Grand County area. So he, he actually got involved in local politics right here in Grand County. And at one point during his sojourn in the West, he went to Washington as a delegate for the Colorado Territory. This was before Colorado was a state. He actually was instrumental in naming the Colorado Territory um, after, um, you know, remember that the Colorado River was not the Colorado River yet at this point. But he was part of a delegation that ended up naming this area Colorado. So um, so he was kind of an influential guy for being just, you know, some guy from Kentucky coming out here to try to, you know, make his name. Right. So, um, okay. So he actually got in a little bit of a hubbub, though, because Grand County kind of drove him 
out of this area. He went back to Kentucky in 1861. And I'm, I'm, now I'm going to test you again, Gaylene. <laughs> what was going on in 1861 that was tearing everybody apart? The Civil War. Yes. So um, we can all relate to when, you know, people have to take sides and suddenly they're like, oh, my God, that guy's talking that way and this gal's caught talking that way and I just can't put up with it. So um, apparently the, the majority of the people in Grand County in 1861 or enough people to make him feel unwelcome were not happy with his Southern sympathies. He was definitely, he was from Kentucky. Right. So he was definitely a supporter of the Confederate side. And in Grand County, they were like, okay, we're not going to have any of that. Go back to Kentucky. So he did go back to Kentucky, but he came back 20 years later after everything in, you know had been resolved and everything. And he had very fond memories of his time here in Grand County. So that's about all we know about him. We speculate that Williams Fork was named after him because he was just so involved in the transportation in Grand County. The stage line went right by the Williams Fork in that time period. So not 100%, but we'll, we'll give credit to Beverly D. Williams for the sake of this podcast. I like that. <laughs> you know, they always have that saying, you leave Colorado, but you always come always back. Return, <laughs> and you always have fond memories of it, no matter where you are. Well, we like you just said about skiing today, it's hard not to love. I agree. I feel very fortunate that we've been able to spend most of our lives here. That's correct. So. Okay, what's story two? Okay, so this one I, I, I chose. I'm titling this little section. There was a lot going on in 1883. So 1883 was actually the date of the Grand Lake shootout that many of us know that story, that, that probably our most dramatic story from that era. However, there was a lot of other things going on in 1883. So in August of that year, they called an emergency uh, county commissioner meeting. Now, as you re may recall from the shootout that happened in July, we wiped out our entire board of commissioners in the shootout. All right. So they obviously were new commissioners were appointed. And so they, you know, so they were trying to pull everything together, trying to pull the government together. Um, on, you know, I, mean, I can't even imagine how traumatic that was for the residents at the time. But what, what the emergency meeting was about is that North, they, they wanted Grand County to expand into North Park, Jack, now Jackson County area. And who they were trying to um, get ahead of was Larimer County, because Larimer County also wanted to claim the North Park area for their county. So it was like this big tussle. Remember that Back in that time period, there were only 17 counties in Colorado. Oh, my word. I don't think I knew that. There's now 64. Okay. So, you know, we've all split up into much tinier things. But it was all about where the wealth was. And the reason Grand County wanted to claim North Park as part of Grand County is because they were thinking that there was some mineral wealth up there. You know, there was some mining that was going on up there. So they had voted to improve the road north of Teller City in hopes of the fact that the Grand County government was improving that road would give them rights to the whole North Park area. So there was a big court case, court fight that went on for two years between Larimer and Grand County. The fight was over North Park. The 
case was tried in the district court of Summit County in May of 1885. And Summit County found in favor of Larimer County. It was appealed to the Colorado Supreme Court. Larimer County won. But okay. I can tell you, I can tell you the North Park residents, they were not happy with it at all because it was a lot harder to get over to Larimer County because think about it, they had to oh, over yeah. pass as opposed to coming down to Hot Sulphur Springs. Right. You know, it was a lot of effort for them to try to deal with over the hill. So it, they kept advocating for their own county and it what finally in 1909 Jackson County was formed. So it was a long time later, but... Oh, um, how interesting. Yeah, yeah th- that, that's obscure. Is that, that obscure that's enough a, for you? That's pretty obscure. <laughs> <laughs> how many times can we say obscure? <laughs> okay, okay, what's I your... I got lo- one more one. Okay. Okay, so I actually live where this railway used to go through. The name of this railway is called the Rocky Mountain Railway. It only ran for seven years, between 1907 and 1914. And where I live which is four miles outside of Granby, you can still see the berm where the railroad tracks uh, were laid upon. This was a 16-mile railway between Granby and Monarch Lake. And it was never a common carrier, even though it was intended to be. They never actually got around to printing a schedule. They never hired enough crew to make the switch to the Moffat track, which was the one that ran through Granby. They never hired enough crew. So when the crew got to Granby, they had to just like recruit standby uh, <laughs> people. People, you know, guys standing around. Hey, come help us do this. Come help us switch that, whatever. So, so <laughs> it was never very well run. When they went through the Spitzer Ranch, which is now Uray Ranch, okay. right outside of town, the engineer had to stop the train get out of the train and open the gate that was, you know, where the cattle were. It was a big pole gate. They had to get out. They had to stop the train, then run the train through and then put the pole gate back. So it was never the greatest uh, railway story. But the whole reason this railway exists is there were two brothers that uh, went into business with two other brothers and they ended up creating all these companies that were involved in the Roaring Fork hydroelectric generator that was put at the bottom of the Roaring Fork River. They hired uh, Japanese and Bulgarian uh, workers to build the dam that created Monarch Lake. So this was all, that whole area around Monarch Lake was sort of their vision of where their wealth was gonna come from. They created a box factory, which unfortunately burned down before it really produced anything. They had a whole bunch of mining claimers up, mining claims up the area where you and I backpack all the time. Oh wow! Really? You know, yeah. Up, up the Cascade Trail and up the Buchanan Trail. Right. A lot of mining claims are up there. In 1904, they actually did pull some copper from the area, but it only amounted to 143 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> which we know money was worth a lot more. We can all guess that that wasn't really enough based right. on the effort put into it. Many people feel that these four brothers, their names were Walter Meyer and Wolcott, were actually just a stock selling scheme. You know, to this day, they yeah. think that it was all just a bunch of smoke and mirrors. As time went on, the railroad went out of business in 1940, 40 or 14, right before, oh, it was World War One that kind of killed, 
everything as far as the schemes that were going on. But as time went on, eventually there was a little resort area there, the Carros Resort. You, you and I have talked about that when we walked yes. around Monarch Lake. And it was named after Catherine Ro Rose Dirks, who was the daughter, the oldest daughter of the manager of this little resort area. Um, anyway, so the upshot of the whole Rocky Mountain Railway is yet another scheme that was meant to bring wealth and fame to some young men, and it, you know, it kind yeah. of fizzled out in yes. a big hurry. So, so yeah, that's wow. my other little story, obscure story about, you know, Grand County. that went on in Grand County. Oh, And all these stories, Gaylene, I always yes. like to give a plug. These were all written in Island of the Rockies, which is the most definitive history of Grand County by uh, Robert Black. And it's an awesome, awesome book to read and to just browse through. It has wonderful, wonderful stories of our beloved Grand County. How old is that book? Oh, what a good question. Let me just look inside the front cover. It's been around, okay, so 1969 was 1969. when the co copyright was on that. And it was originally printed by the Grand County Pioneer Society, which is now the Grand County Historical okay. Association. Did you always come up with the best stories? Oh, thank you, Gaylene. I enjoy it. I know. So <laughs> until next time. Okay, I'll look forward to it. All right. You have a great night. You too. Thank you.